You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is Masters weekend, which means it is officially golf season for basically everybody. So now everybody will be happy to hear that we are here. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith may join us, may not, a little bit later on in the program. But for the most part, he is being capably replaced guest co-host Rick Marcy. Rick, you're down in Florida somewhere. Bradenton, isn't it? I live in Ormond Beach, just north of LPGA International, John, actually. Oh, just oh, north oh. of Daytona. We better not badmouth not the LPGA because then they can come throw rocks at you or well, something. <laughs> And I was planning on doing that, too. We'll have to behave. Yeah. Rick is not only a, uh, a seasoned veteran of the golf teaching world, but is also the, uh, the inventor, the developer, the designer, and the purveyor of the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer. If you have golf anywhere on Facebook, <laughs> anywhere on there that that's one of your interests, I'm sure you've seen one of his videos because, Rick, you have been everywhere in the past couple of weeks. I'm trying, buddy. Carolina, Orlando, Boston. Heading to Miami this weekend. Uh, got you know units in Doral. We got units out in California, Texas. You know we got a lot of people trying to help us help players improve. You know that's what we're trying to do. Do you get any teachers to use the piece of gear there, which we will get into a little later on in the show? We'll delve deeply into the technology and what it's designed to do. But do you get any teachers who use it and say, "Oh, this will never work"? I don't. Um, no, I didn't think you did, no. man, because it it is no. I mean, it's a simple concept. Hang with me now, folks. Everybody has said that the low point of your golf swing, the point where the club actually contacts the ground, should be slightly in front of the ball, which most people go, really? After you've struck the ball. Yeah. Ball contact first. And people say you strike the big ball or the little ball before the big ball. And I've heard so many people (laughs) say that the other way around. (laughs) The earth before the ball is like, no, that's what you do. That's why you're not good at golf. You know, you can can really get obnoxious because after 15 minutes on your machine there and you got it down, I mean, you can go everywhere. Say, you know, you're doing that wrong, buddy. You know, <laughs> I just, I've been doing that. I've been walking past complete strangers in the practice. You're just going, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, I people know. don't yeah, like it when it you do that. It doesn't always go over too good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I put a lot of money into this uh, 20-year-old swing that with, uh, and, you know, have a hard time breaking 90. You know, it's just God. You know, the whole world should pretty much break 80 on a good day and, and you know, never be over 85. And, and yeah. it's physically possible for everyone if they just learn to trust striking down. The problem is they've hit the ground before the ball. That's what happens. Everybody know. you know, we kind of all know you hit down on the ball first. You try it. Unfortunately, you bottom out too early, hit the ground before the ball. The ball goes nowhere. And so that's not a good option. And there here now starts the picking, you know. Yeah. How do I pick the ball clean without hitting the ground? And it scares people, especially older people and women. That's why we've got got it on an artificial surface so that there's no hanging, there's no there's no sticking. You know yeah. what I mean? The club could hit eight inches before the starting area, and you'd still just slide through. You'd just know now, oh, my gosh, I'm eight inches before the ball. And a lot of people don't believe that. Which, <laughs> if you did that on a golf course, could hurt a lot. Exactly. I mean. that, and yeah, that's what we're trying to stop is yeah. and bring back a lot of golfers that have tried it, did that, hurt themselves a bit or scared themselves let's say you know and then they they just they've never tried golf again yeah that's what we're trying to bring back you know millions that tried were unsuccessful and and we want to bring them back to the sport i mean that's that's our number one biggest goal helping mm-hmm. everybody out there but bringing back people how many millions have played were unsuccessful and don't play golf yeah. you know what i mean that would have liked to have well, that's, you know, that's, that's the proselytizing that we've been doing on this show for years now is it, you know, the average score they say is around a hundred and people have fun going out there shooting a hundred. Think how much more fun you'd have and think how much more quickly you'd be done if you shot 80. Yep. And the like, whole world, they actually did a golf, uh, I think it was golf tech did a little thing that was talking about if you lowered the handicap of each golfer in, in the world by just one stroke. Mm-hmm. That you would that would actually turn into 1.8 billion dollars in revenue, you know, vacations mm-hmm. and clubs and hanging out at the club longer and coming mm-hmm. and hitting ball, whatever. Yeah. Just one shot. Yeah. 
there's no way that our device would not improve the world more than one shot. I mean, that's, you know that. <laughs> Firsthand. Firsthand. Yep. I, had, I have uh, many, many positive and, uh, and a couple negative things i got to talk to you about, man. <laughs> Um, when we get uh, a little later on in the show here, it, uh, don't take it personally, but, um, it needs to come with a warning label. All right. Uh, right. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Have you ever in your life as a teacher run into someone who, who you couldn't fix? No. Okay. Not really. The thing is that, you know, and this is what happens with a lot of pros. You can fix, and this is what some people's statements are. It's like, hey, you know what? I could just go into a bunker. I could just put a T in the ground and hit it and do the same thing. Okay. I've done that, too. I did it for 20 years. You mm-hmm. get that for a few swings. You can become You can get them to do what you want, maybe, if they don't bury one too early, too hard, too soon. You might get them to hit, you know, ground for, you know, right on the line, so to speak, where they started. As soon as that person goes and plays, though, they try it again a couple of times and it doesn't work. You know, I'll watch my students three holes down the road, you know, and here we go right back to picking right. them. As right. soon as you fail this way, you can sit there all day long by yourself at your house hitting thousands of swings. You don't need to use a ball. You can use a foam ball and bounce it off the wall in your house and learn to hit right on that spot, right on that spot, until you learn to trust it and, and get past that fear. We're not saying there's not going to be fear or that you're not going to fall back into your old habits, but now you'll know I have my device at home or at my local pro that I can go use, right? and I can figure this out. Coming up on the show, we are going to talk more about this. Now, Rick says reduce your handicap by a stroke, or at least your average score by a stroke. We can probably do that if you just pay attention to the rest of the show. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-769-0546 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-769-0546. Again, that's 800-769-0546. Told you we'd be back, and here we are, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Rick Marcy, a uh, golf instructor par excellence, substituting for uh, Jeff Smith today. Jeff will join us for a brief moment later on just to let us know he's still alive and and sober. Rick, <laughs> Rick. Well, first off, thanks for spending time with us and filling in so capably for Jeff today. We really do appreciate it. But Rick um, hey, Marcy is, me on, John. I appreciate it. is he's, he's the guy who designed and developed – and is a schlepping all over the country, smart ball golf, low point swing trainer. And we were just talking off air. One of the problems that I would say every amateur, I don't even want to say most, I would say every amateur yeah. has, yep. is we hit the ground too soon with our irons. And a lot of times to make an adjustment when we start chunking them fat or just throwing the club into the ground and getting that reverberation in your elbow for you know 15 minutes afterwards, we start trying to compensate <laughs> By moving the ball a little farther back in our stance, yeah. which may get it so that stopping you're hitting... Stopping the weight shift and stopping the power yeah. transfer. Exactly. Yeah. But I was going to say, which may yeah. stop you from hitting the ground before you hit the ball, but it's going to add a whole lot of other problems to what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this piece of gear, it is so simple, such a simple concept that I don't know, really, do you ever sit back and say, why didn't anybody else come up with this before me? I have. I really have. I feel, I honestly have to say, I feel like God's chosen me because, uh, like you said, I just can't believe that nobody's designed anything like this in the past and that somehow, you know, uh, God's blocked everybody from, from finding it to, 
for me. I think really it's because he knows what I'm going to do with the success of this is to just help more people, you know, yeah. help build junior golf, help build the sport, um, help grow. I want to bring back people to our sport that tried it, failed. We're looking for a hobby. Thought golf could be it because you know how it is. Golf, I mean, this is a, Augusta is the prime example this week of such a beautiful course that people just cannot deny the beauty of the land mm-hmm. around it. You mm-hmm. can play a sport with it. Yeah. And, and now, oh man, I tried to hit balls that, like you said, I bashed into the ground, reverberated myself for 15 minutes. I've had guys <laughs> with purple arms come back from yeah. golfing where they hit something, you know? Yeah, and so they they they've chosen a different sport, or they go to the movies or something. It's like, hey, let's bring these people back. Let's let people know that there's a unit, there's a device out there that somebody could use safely and in at their home or at a local club with a PGA pro, showing them what's going on first, make sure nobody you know they get the whole concept. And now they're off and running where they could literally hit hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of swings. You don't need to use a ball. Just swing on it. Yeah, exactly. To feel where exactly is the low point. Where am I beginning to make contact on the artificial surface? Oh, right there. Nope. Oh, that's me back there. Ah, right there. Okay. And you, you get to feel f- the difference you do. between the swings within seconds. And it that's really the is. thing, you know, because people can tell you... I, I got to tell you two things. One is I went up to Jeff, saw him for a while at the golf cave. And I have a rather embarrassing right. video up on uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com slash Facebook uh, about what I did there. Um, but he kept telling me that I was hitting, you know, I was hitting too far in front of the ball. And he did it manually. He put a little poker chip in front of the ball and he said, try to hit the poker chip, yep. not the ball. And I did it. There you go. I did it now and again. But as soon as you took that right. poker chip away, I went right back to the other way. Exactly. Now I sat yeah. I sat on your machine for a little bit and was able to immediately just keep swinging. And the feel, right. it was like, oh, this is how it should feel. Now right. that I've done that and I was on your machine for maybe half an hour, I have a very right. serious bone to pick with you. <laughs> Two days after being up with Jeff on your machine, the Smartball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer, Look it up on Facebook. You're going to see videos all over the place. I went out to the club I normally play at. The second hole is 163-yard par three downhill. Right. I did what I always do on that hole. It's it's like clockwork. I pull out my ball. I pull out my seven iron. Bam, I'm somewhere close to the middle <laughs> of the green. Okay. Hit it over the green by 20 yards. <laughs> over a green that has a very steep drop-off into thick woods and a river. Yes. Rick, you owe me a ball. <laughs> I do owe you ball. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have to change all the numbers on your clubs. Exactly. <laughs> I and and for the rest of that round, man, I was like, I wonder how far I'm gonna hit this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean so not People, that it was Yep. That's not, the biggest part is is that yep. when you pure a low light, you know, even if you're moving from a, you know, eight yellow over to a three yellow or a two yellow light swing, you'll feel how you've hit it better. Mm-hmm. How you've hit the sweet spot. You thought People come all the time, and they'll do an eight yellow, and they'll do it. I peered it. I said, just keep trying. Just yeah. over a little further over, <laughs> no, keep moving. <laughs> and then they hit a five yellow, and I go, so did you pair that one? Uh, yep. How <laughs> about the three yellow? Yep. <laughs> you know, they're proving to themselves that, oh, wow, what I thought was well struck actually is not well struck. That's a big thing. If you use some That's of right. that, easy way to do that is get some Dr. Scholl's foot powder and uh-huh. spray it. Spray some of that on the club face, yeah. and you'll see yeah. how a low light, you know, low yellows, all greens is going to be dead center face. And if you're hitting a lot of, of yellows or reds, you're going to be down the bottom grooves of the club. And the, the best compliment I got on that round was my brother-in-law, who usually says nothing nice to me at all. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we got to about the 16th hole, which was another par three, but a short one. It was only 113 yards over water. <laughs> and as everybody's picking yeah. out what club they're going to use, he looked at me and he said, um, you don't have a club in your bag that'll only go 113 yards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're going to have to hit a half a wedge now. Yeah, that's right. Now, now i got to go <laughs> back. and so the real tricky part is the not full power swing. That's absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, now i got to learn finesse. Come on, man. Yeah, right. Uh-oh. <laughs> you, yep, mentioned, uh, something, you mentioned something a little earlier, too, uh, Rick. You, you mentioned the word bad habits, and I want to delve a little bit farther into that when we come back a little later on the show. I think uh, Jeff is on the line. Oh, good. 
We're going to talk about uh, bad rule decisions with Mr. Rule Man, Jeff and Rick Marcy and and all the gang. So hang out. That's coming right up. Don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5GolfClub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got... You got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long, and you might think driver, and the hole might be short, and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So all right. just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better, shoot lower scores tomorrow. Join $5 Golf Club today. Five, the number $5GolfClub.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, And welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in the studio. Rick Marcy substituting for uh, Jeff Smith down there in Florida. But lo and behold, he missed us. So he gave a call in. Mr. Jeff Smith <laughs> is here also. And I Jeff, I really am glad you are because I want you to put your rules official hat on now. And on behalf of every rules official in the world, I want you to apologize to the golfing community for the major f- screw up with Lexi Thompson. <laughs> Last weekend at the A&A. I won't, do, I won't do that. If I've got my rules official hat on, I don't make apologies. <laughs> if I take my rules official hat off. So there. <laughs> so there. That's a good, that's okay. a good point. So you should. Here's, here's, here's the thought. Um, I'm going to take my rules official hat off, and I'm going to kick it. Okay? So there's three there problems here. Um, problem number one, we all understand she put the ball in a slightly different spot. You could say it's a half an inch or an inch or whatever, okay? She has the perspective when she's tilted over, leaning, looking down, that she's thinking she's putting the ball back in the same spot. Guess what? That happens all the time Mm -hmm. with tons of players, Mm -hmm. every event, and the camera's not on any of them. Okay, so there's problem number one. Now, here we are in concepts here, folks. Um, Somebody just got penalized for doing something... A pure accident that happens every day, every tournament, all the time with different players, and she gained no advantage, and it was a foot and a half to two foot putt. As yep. if you're going to look at the high definition video to say, well, we can clearly see it moved. You could also clearly see that she gained no advantage, and she there was no pitch marks, there was no spike marks, there was nothing in her way, a half inch over or whatever, and it was a stinking putt exactly. that she's going to miss or make a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah, no advantage yep. gained. No intent, no harm, no foul. Now, the letter of the law says these things, but at the same time, they also had made mention, uh, basically, this: she played from a wrong place. Okay. Now, from her perspective, she had the same. She had the same spot. Mm-hmm. She's a moving body, right? She's tilting down. She's leaning in. Her eyes say this all the time. Who's to say the the ruling bodies should accept any sort of anything? call in, or worse yet, an email, and I'll talk about the email part in a minute, 
or worse yet, should pay attention to those things because it's unfair to the player that is being recorded mm-hmm. because they're not recording every shot for every other player in the field, period. Yep. So that's a huge part of it. All that's the, they're not protecting the field here. They're punishing mm-hmm. one because if they're really trying to protect the field in use, in use of camera, they've got to protect every player on every single swing for the entire event, and it's impossible. Right. Exactly. exactly. So now the committee <laughs> making this decision, okay, the p- committee gained information about something that had happened in a, in a round that had already been closed to the day. And if they're going to go back and they're going to use any evidence at all, that says that there was a problem, you cannot, you can assess the penalty for the uh, infraction. Okay, we're all right with that. Okay, but there was an infraction. Everybody says there's an infraction. Done. Now, the committee also has to uh, use some judgment into not being stupid to say, well, due to the fact that you signed an incorrect scorecard, it was not an incorrect scorecard by all accounts at that time. You can't go back in any sort of human being rules official at all, you can't realistically, justifiably go back and penalize her for signing an incorrect scorecard by two shots. Right. Because they didn't catch it. There's a rules official in the group. Lexi Thompson didn't see it. Suzanne Pedersen didn't see it. Nobody saw it. It didn't occur. Yeah. Some guy in front of his TV in Maine. Hang on a second on that one. Some guy in front of his TV in Maine saw it because he needs a life. (laughs) Maine's a nice place. Somehow we let him win. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Because just like you said, there were rules officials on the green. There were people watching on the green. There were other players on the green. There were three caddies on the green. You know, and I understand that this is a game that does not have referees. You call penalties on yourself. But if none of those people saw it or chose to say anything about it, you missed it. Too bad. Yeah. You missed it. And it falls right into the new rule that they're changing now, too, that you don't have to bring your it, partner, it your playing partner over to ask right. if you can take relief to take a drop. That used to be a rule where that person had to be there to watch what you did. They're waiving that rule, and now they're calling this rule? I mean, that just goes completely yeah. against what, they were, that, what they're trying to accomplish, in my opinion. And the other thing that I think is so unfair is Lee Lopez... <laughs> Do you think maybe she might have made a mistake somewhere along that tournament? She's the one that finished last, by the way. TV time on right. camera for Lee Lopez, I would guarantee you, was zero minutes and zero seconds. Yep. <laughs> so anything that Lee Lopez might have seen or done would never have been seen in retrospect by any busybody out there in golf watching land. No, exactly. Right. That you had a GoPro on so every here's, single here's player's head the this. entire tournament, all day, every day. You'd see thousands of small little things like yeah. that. Nobody ever calls anything. Right. It's so crazy. I know. It's ridiculous. You know, they have got to get their stuff together. They all so well, I think. But, gosh, that's just yeah. you know, this is going to be something that so, people are going to be talking about, I think, for, for decades, honestly. Yep. I mean, yep. And I'd be really surprised if you don't see at least two different uh, decision changes in the next, you know, whenever the next decisions comes out, it's gonna there's gonna be changes because of what happened. I, I guarantee you that. Yeah. I think the only person that's happy about what happened is Dustin Johnson because now they'll stop talking about him last year. That that's probably <laughs> true for at least a week. Yeah, yeah, probably at least a few days. Yeah, until Thursday, if he burns up a sixty-two on Thursday, we could be could be right back in. Yeah, he's got I got four days off at least. True. <laughs> you got that right. Well, thank you uh, on behalf of uh, all the golfing public for um, taking our side against the rules, people. Thank you for kicking your rules hat to the curb, Mr. Jeff. You know, it, it, I'll tell you what, I understand the rules pretty clearly, and I also understand the fact that the committee people have a decision. They are the committee. They get to follow the rules of golf, but yet at the same time, they absolutely have a responsibility to not only upholding the rules, but to uphold what is right and just. And And what is right according to the rules and what is right and just was two very different things. Yeah. I haven't read one post on Facebook by anybody that supports it, really. Not, I mean, from thousands. I don't know. Anybody is like, yep, she deserved four shots. That was it. I don't think anybody agrees with that. I've seen a couple of... players didn't agree. Her players with her didn't agree. The girl who won didn't agree. Yep. You know, I mean... Yep, and I've seen some um, 
opinion pieces from some uh, golf journalists, and they're obviously just sucking up for some freebies from the USGA. I mean, you know, uh, you know yeah, what side their bridge, but not many. That's for, they're in a small group of one percent, I'd say. That. Yeah, at, at least, <laughs> at least. Yeah. All right, Definitely. so Jeff, so you're you're uh, hobnobbing with the uh, Top 100 Club this weekend, and um, we wish you luck. It's uh, doing a little bio swing dynamics education, teaching other teachers. This is the fun part. Teaching teachers to teach. Cool. Tell EA I said hello. I, I saw him at the Limbaugh Center sure this year, so tell him I said hi. All right, fun, guys. Thanks for calling in. Be happy to happy to have the opportunity to step in for for a master like you, my friend. Well, we have a lot of fun on our show, and you better uphold that fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm a pretty fun guy. So we'll all right. <laughs> Enjoy your lunch, Mr. Sure. Jeff. We will talk to you okay. next week. And uh, we will talk to you in about two minutes. We'll be right back. Don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys. You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and like us, please. The Chili Whacker. Once you stop giggling, Jeff, tell them what it does. (laughs) Eric Childs, a a developer of this thing, he's a PGA professional from Minnesota. He has uh, developed this great swing trainer aid that works for every single person. What this thing is, is this is essentially a tripod with a little rack on top of it that holds a couple of swim noodles. And I can put this in position so that I can make sure that people swing perfectly on their best swing plane right down through the best impact position possible. It's really versatile. I can do anything with it. This is the perfect thing for somebody to have right behind them, right next to them, wherever they need to make their club move through. This thing can help. I bought two and I'm ready to go. Call the Chili Whacker. How do you order one? Go to ChiliWhacker.com and order it. Put in a code GOLFGUYS. He'll save you some money if you do that. I think, you'll, think you're going to save 10% if you uh, just type in the word GOLFGUYS in there, and uh, he'll be happy to send you one. ChiliWhacker.com. GOLFGUYS is the code. You're going to save some money. Go there. Do it now before you forget. Thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio here. Jeff Smith uh, back at it, hobnobbing with the top 100 teachers in the country, teaching the teachers how to teach. What was that old tongue twister? If a hot and tot tot taught a hot and tot tot to talk, should the hot and tot tot be taught to say ought or what ought to be taught her? Oh my God. That's how I got the radio <laughs> gig, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rick Marcy down in Florida, enjoying the warmth and the rain. Uh, is capably filling in, and Rick uh, Marcy has been with us before on the show. Uh, is the uh, developer and, of course, the uh, designer and the purveyor of uh, the uh, Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer, which is one golfer at a time creating much more better golfers. And I can yep. count myself among that number. It's a great piece of gear, Glad man. I appreciate uh, it. I really like that. But you, you mentioned something earlier in the show about uh, bad habits. And, and how you're, you know, working with your machine can cure some bad habits. Uh, Intrepid producer Mark Hunter and I were playing golf last Sunday, and he made a comment that I have made before and I have heard other people make it. Early in the season, you know, about the second or third time, and right. he was hitting the ball pretty well, and he said, I guess I haven't gotten my bad habits back. That tends to happen to us amateurs as we progress and play more often. Is it just that we... We get lazy, or is it that we've been doing it wrong for so long it just comes natural to us? Um, I would. It's interesting, but I maybe you were just lucky that that day, Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> normally, it's the other way around. Is that most of the time, in my experience, is that in the spring and in the fall, when people are, and a lot of it has to do with with where you're from, ground conditions, but. A lot of times that low point being so early in the summertime, first of all, you're playing a lot, so you're getting back in the habits. The more you play, you get a little bit, you know, back into it, I think. Yeah. But I tend to hit the ball. I mean, I'm kind of a three yellow lighter guy, you know, on my machine, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. I have to really push myself to get into the all greens all the time. Um, but I find that in the spring and in the fall, when it's, when the ground's kind of soft and muddy and wet, that I hit way more fat shots than I do in the summer when everything's nice and dry and firm. Yeah. And to me, that's sort of the proof of the low point being too early, too soon. You can get away with it a lot of times because of that. But normally, you know, kind of as you're going, um, and it could just be that you're, you're not, 
crazed on on the ball i mean the ball result is in my opinion probably the biggest deterrent or hindrance is you're we're just so you know result oriented humans that you're looking to see my ball you know was it was it and, you're for the result, and i'm looking like pointing at the ground going dude look down here look down here look, down here. <laughs> look where, where you hit the ground way before the ball or you know, that's to me focusing on landing the club on the ground around where you started right before the ball or to the left of that. You don't want to be landing the club on the ground prior to where it was at address. You know what I mean? And exactly. that's where yeah. 99% of people are doing that. They, they kind of know that the club's that early that soon. So then they start to lift up and try to take it, you know, upward diagonally with the ball. That's one of the questions I would ask a lot of my students is in your plan in your head, two big things. A is the impact position that when you strike the ball and the address position, the start position, should those be the same position or totally different? Most people out there think that the goal is to be exactly the same at impact as you were at address. And I'm talking your whole body. And that couldn't be further than the, from the truth than that. And then secondly, that the club head follows the ball along the intended flight angle of the ball for the first, you know, two to ten inches of flight. Is that part of your plan that that's correct? Yeah, 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 that's correct. Whoa. How could you take a divot? I mean, pros take divots on TV all the time. How do they take a divot if the club head followed the flight of the ball? You know what I mean? That's just not good. That's tennis. Yeah. And I think because we've, you know, volleyball serves and tennis serves and stuff like that, you learn to hit upward diagonally to create flight. And there's the real problem with golf is you start golf already thinking the wrong plan is the right way and unfortunately a lot of people in the beginning you know pros included will let you do that they'll tee your ball up two inches with a seven iron so you can hit it up on it and have it fly and be successful today mm-hmm. i'm not that guy sorry i'm not gonna let i'm not gonna reward your bad swing with a, because you know what happens is the subconscious says hey that ball flew straight, it went pretty far, and I'm happy with it with the swing that I thought was good. So mm-hmm. hey, the hell with you. Well that you know, you know I mean? that's and that is that's that's I think that's the battle. Many amateurs that go through their head as long as they hit it relatively straight, far yep. enough for their own purposes, and it exactly. didn't look ugly, then yep. they're fine with that. It's good enough. Yeah, I know. And they hit it. Yeah, they hit it 180. They hit it the distance of an eight-year-old who's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, when I you mean, put it that way, Rick. Some of those kids at the Masters <laughs> driving at 250 yards, and the girl weighs 111 pounds. Yeah. You know, five foot two that and was... 13 years old. I mean, how does a grown man not drive it, you know, hits it 180 and thinks, man, I'm good. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know? I can hit it with one hand, one hand, but you know you keep going with that if you if you want to buy another. And that's another thing: people would rather spend money on a couple of bargain basement prices. You know, like last year's you know driver that was four hundred for two hundred. They'll buy those all day instead of a unit that actually would fix your swing. That's kind of the saddening part of uh, some of these golf shows you go to. You know, some of the discount golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Those were the those were the biggest hits. Was people buying, you know, guys standing there at my booth saying, "Well, you know, five hundred bucks for a swing trainer," and he's holding three clubs in his hand that cost more than five hundred. Right. And he's got, and this is driver number seventeen, three wood number nine, and you know, putter number forty two. <laughs> and that's my way of fixing my golf swing. And I was like, dude, and they're looking at my device going, "Wow, that's really cool," but. Yeah. Dang, 500 bucks. And, and he's got 500 in his hand yeah. in another way, but won't buy the trainer, you know? And you're just going, what is wrong with that was a, That was another topic I wanted to broach with you. As a golf teacher, I know I know just enough, having been around Jeff for so long and, and guys like you, Rick, that when I see these ads on the Golf Channel, you know, like I saw one this weekend, having trouble getting out of sand traps? <laughs> yeah, well, with yeah. that huge wide... Here, buy this new wedge and get out first time every time. Well, or go take a lesson. Right? Yep. I mean, you know, 
I went to Jeff and said, I can't get out of sand traps. And he, he sat me down for about, oh, I don't know, three and a half minutes. Now everybody in my group, when they're in a sand trap, they hey, John, you want to come over and take this shot for me, please? Yeah, it's so true. There, I mean, you know, that's unfortunately the marketing world. That's another little hindrance to us is to beat your way through that $10 billion pre-existing market of yep. a new club is the answer. I mean, that's yeah. their world. Yeah, you know? and it's... I always tell people, if I come up dead and missing, look for the big club companies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> somebody connected to a big club and you know honestly i always try to say to, to save my life with that look we can help you you know sell more clubs by getting people to hit down on the ball with with your club instead of whatever they're using right and you know i had you uh you know went to jeff and used a whatever instead of whatever you're using you might have thought it had to do with that club so it's not right. like it's not gonna it's not hurting club sales either you know, but you also don't need 17 different sets of clubs. And, no. you know, it's kind of like car sales. Every year you got a new color, a new model, a new name. And that's kind of how golf is. It's just our world. It's marketing. But, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a nice, pretty set of clubs. I got a nice car, too. But, you know, I drive. I know how to drive it. I don't start off in third gear. <laughs> I have brake pulled on before I'm, you know, that's kind of the story. Yeah. That's all. Well, <laughs> and the other thing, like, too, yeah, is a, is realistic golfers who know that it's not the equipment, yeah. it's the it's the guy right. wielding the equipment. Once they start exactly. getting better, that's when they say, yeah. man, I need to get clubs that, that now are commensurate with my ability. Exactly. That, exactly. Our device would ha- – that's what I was trying to tell people. It's like, look, I actually wrote a thing to Fujiyama or whatever it is, the shaft company. I said, you know – if you guys would help promote our product, you'd help get better golfers, and better golfers are the ones who buy your $100 shafts or $200 right. shafts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. Those people buy bargain basement stuff and use it, till, and then they never, ever get good enough, so they never buy a good set of clubs. And we could, you know, obviously grow that, that whole world. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, inexpensive clubs, uh, we have a $5 golf club that can fix your game. Okay, just go to five. Yeah, the number five dollargolfclub dot com. Yeah. Five bucks mm-hmm. a month. Jeff Smith and a lot of his buddies have uh, just oh. put some training videos all over that. In fact, I want to talk to you, Rick, about uh, maybe getting a video we can put up there that shows how your uh, smart ball golf low point swing trainer actually works, and get I people. Love to. We can Love talk about to. that. But if you Great want to shoot idea. a better score tomorrow, join $5GolfClub.com today. That's the number, $5GolfClub.com. Hang out. we got more time together, and we're coming right back. Don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first-ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5GolfClub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got... You got trouble on one side. You got bunkers all over there. You got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long, and you might think driver, and the hole might be short, and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right club to come into a green with. So all right, just added a few. Tell you what, you want to be better, shoot lower scores tomorrow. Join $5 Golf Club today. Five, the number five, dollargolfclub.com. Now there's a martini that improves your driving. The new martini golf tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old-fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable, made in the USA, and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today 
at martinigolftees.com. So improve your driving with a martini, the Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolftees.com. Again, those weekend golf guys, John Ashton in studio, Rick Marcy down in Florida, filling in capably for uh, the uh, the absent Jeff Smith and, of course, uh, intrepid producer Mark Hunter on the controls. And we've been talking basically about how bad your swing probably is because you're an amateur. I mean, it, they go hand in hand. You, you probably find yourself taking divots before you hit the ball on some occasions. Uh, you probably find yourself not taking divots at all on other occasions. Uh, you hit the ball fat, you hit the ball thin, and every now and again, you hit the ball so perfectly, you say to yourself, if I just played more often, I could do that all the time. Yep, that's not it. You're lying to yourself. Yes, you are. Yeah, buddy. That's true. Yeah, they wonder why. How come? What happened? How come that one, where's that holy grail of, you know, that's the green light swing right there. Yeah. That's what happened. I remember sure. watching a TV round of PGA Tour and saw Steve Stricker shank one and i just said to myself hey i can play just like steve stricker <laughs> yeah except he did that once every three times <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah once once every 10 or 12 years or so he hits one like that right um yep. but still i still like to say i can shank it right up there as good as steve stricker can so that's it. that's it that's what brings people back to golf too though like you said when you hit a good one yeah and you really catch it pure. You're like, man, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Bring Tiger. Let's go. Get them all in here. That's right. Man, I hit one five feet. You know? That's right. I got it I now. Could, I can bring out. I got yeah. it. And World that's class shot. That's what. That's what brings you back. And that's really one does. of the frustrating parts of this game. This game is frustrating enough, and for most of us to begin with. But you know, you can you can stand up on the first tee and you can you know stripe one right down the middle of the fairway. Stand up on the second tee and do what you think is exactly what you did on the first. <laughs> And send it, know. you know, fifty yards into the woods. Yep, and <laughs> done it many times. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing with your irons. I mean, I, I had a problem prior to you sitting down with Jeff. I used to, I used to hit all of my irons. I, I used to call it a power draw. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, it it may have been a hook. Who knows? But <laughs> sounds so <laughs> much better than the duck hook. Some call that the duck hook, but and I kept making adjustments mid-round or you know shot to shot you'd hit one too far to the left and and you know jeff told me i was hitting him to the left because i was putting the ball too far back in my stand so i'd move it forward a little bit and i'd i'd hit one so thin it would go three inches above the ground and that's about it roller golf one of my students used to call that yeah i played roller golf all day <laughs> yeah that's what she said to me one time I played roller golf all day. I just topped every single shot. And there is only so many times you can make yourself feel good by saying, well, at least it's closer to the hole now. You know, yeah. that, that works now and again, but not on every shot. Would you suggest that really you need to give yourself time to prepare before you play a round of golf? I mean, as, as a teacher, that is important, is it not? I think... Every single good golfer, if you watch a good player, there's there's a few. You hear like two or three pros talk about how he hit five balls and played. I remember Carlos uh, Franco, I think, was a good, would say he hit like five balls. But generally speaking, you've seen videos, I'm sure, at least an hour or two prior to tee-off time, a pro's out there, mm -hmm. you know, putting, but relaxed, you know, taking their time. I think the biggest reason why a lot of amateurs just go tee it up, hit the tee, they don't even hit balls is they don't know what to do, John. Yeah. They have no clue what to practice, really how to do anything better. I've practiced for two hours before the round, shot 100. I practiced for no time at all, shot 100. What the <laughs> hell? Why bother? <laughs> right? That's you know right. I mean? it's, like, why? it's really true. So that's part of, obviously, I think every pro out there is trying to to teach pre-shot routine, to teach course management, to teach those kind of things to players that swings are, are in a bad place. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't want to go with, you've seen some of those commercials on TV, well, just find the, the, your swing for today and go out there and use it. Jesus, okay. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, that's going to work. What if your swing for the today <laughs> is not good? <laughs> and you're just not going to be good today. Literally, they just don't. 
And I really feel like there's a lot of complication out there with the swing. I mean, there's a big difference between teaching a guy to try to break 90 or 80 and teaching a tour player. You know what I mean? And there's definitely camps out there that are tour player instructors, and that's a whole different animal. That's where the track man, all these high-tech machines are out there, and they're great for that when you already have a swing that's striking the ball fairly consistently. But your average Joe has no idea at all what they're doing. I mean, I've sat there so many times and watched a guy hit 15 slices in a row at a range and say, you know, sir, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but, you know, I've watched you shake your head and, you know, put down another ball. That's 15 in a row now. (laughs) I'm just wondering, what what do you got, you know, with this 16th shot that's not going to slice? You know, what what is it you're thinking? Seriously. You know, and I try to be kind and and be be honest and not try to make fun of the guy. And I'd say, and they'd wait with that blank stare, and I'd say, hope more. (laughs) Seriously. And they would look at me and kind of, you know, either be pissed and smack me or say, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I said, look, well, you know, if you roll your hand over, think about a tennis racket, take a strong grip, and now you roll the the, the club, the racket over with, a, you know, a topspin forehand type feel as opposed to a block over to the right side, you're blocking, you know, 16, 15 in a row. Why yeah. don't you try the roll the hand over part, and then boom, the guy hits it straight and goes, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know, these are people that have golfed for half their life, you know, and don't have any idea. The ball even, could you tell me when, why it's like, was the club face open, closed, do you have any idea at all? No. I was going to say the counterintuitive part too is it goes to the right if you come in from the left. You go, right. Wait, wait a minute. Yep. It shouldn't do that. I know. You know, and it. No, I know. Yeah, it's completely just against the whole physics of the norma- normality of it all. Because like I was talking earlier to you, I think offline was that hitting upward factor. You know, you've learned to strike a ball on the upward diagonal with all other sports when you were a child, and now you come to golf, and it's natural to want to hit up on the thing. If you tee it, you can. That's why a lot of people can get off the tee okay. You know, hit it 150, 180 off the tee, Mm -hmm. and now they kind of roll it or slap it around for four more to get it near the green, chip it up and two-putt and make a seven, and off they go. And that's their game. Yeah. And they're, you know, if you put a guy, I mean, I always ask people too, I said, look, if I had to ask you, we're going to cut the fairways, we're the, we're the, you know, the greens committee, we're going to cut it, cut the fairways of the course a half inch high or two inches high. Every golfer, normal hacker dude would say two inches. Every pro on earth would say a half inch. That was another comment you'd hear so often teaching, man, I'm not getting under it today. And that would just make me cringe. (laughs) We're not trying to get under it we're trying to get on it really you know what i mean it's like we want to bring the club onto the back of the ball it's not that's why you're not good the yeah. under it isn't but you try to get under it if you are doing it with a a tennis bucket hitting the ball off the ground you know that's the part they don't get is that all these other sports was the ball on the ground or was it in the air in tennis volleyball where was the ball that you hit with this diagonal upward angle Right. Gets frustrating. Yeah, there it is. It, Gets it, that's the part you don't hear a lot of pros talking about. I wish that we would hear more comments about how we all subconsciously learned, either consciously by doing it and became part of the subconscious. I tell people you didn't you didn't even actually have to do it. If you were driving down the road and you looked out your car and happened to see a volleyball game in somebody's backyard when you drove past their house and here comes the serve upward whack, you saw that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That came into the machine. That came yeah. into your body and went, okay, loop, let me swallow that again. Mm-hmm. It's up to make flight. There it was again. There it was again. There. It was. You don't have to even do it. That's why if you gave somebody a golf club who's never golfed in their life and gave them a, you know, to go to a driving range, that, that's where I'm really trying to get the top golf people to, to get on board with us because mm-hmm. I guarantee you that all of these millions of people at top golf they're having a blast playing golf and, and having dinner and all that. How about if somebody told them that you hit down on it with an easy machine that was simple to show first? Hey, before you start, guys, let me just show you something. Because st- I'll tell people, you know, they've never golfed, they, that you hit down on the ball and that pros take divots. You know, that divot they hit is after they've struck the ball. They look at me like, what? It is? You know how many thousands of people I've said that to that looked at me and went, 
Huh? Really? <laughs> they think the divot was before the ball. Yeah. They yep. don't golf. Obviously, you guys don't golf. <laughs> kind of the first thing you're not a golfer and if you do you're not good uh, all right no, i don't golf but you know i thought that the divot was be oh you hit down yeah and the only thing i can do to to show that that anything in normal life as an example in a swimming pool of water if we were standing there you know waist high in a swimming pool and i took my hand at a v angle my, and, and came into the water from above it and jammed it in at a v what would happen to you you get gets, nailed with water yep, upward. I get That's splashed. the only thing on earth that you can connect to that hitting down thing. Sir, Very difficult. Rick Marcy. Yep. All right, smartballgolf.com. Rick Marcy, thanks so much for hanging with us today, filling in so capably. Rick, we'll get you back on again. It was fun. And it was fun for you, too, I hope, having you hanging out with us. Uh, We will be back again right the same place at the same time next week. In the interim, if you want, you can always check us out at thoseweekendgolfguys.com, on facebook.com slash golfguys. Follow us on Twitter at WKNDGolfguys, or just go to audioboom.com. And you can listen to all of our archived programs. Until next week, I got an idea. Hit down on it and go play some golf. Play the courses the champions play. The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort. The 2017 NCGOA National Course of the Year. Our Pete Dye course hosts the first ever Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank this July. French Lick's Donald Ross course is looking good as it turns 100 this summer and hosts the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Symmetra Tour event. Book your golf vacation now at FrenchLick.com. Jeff has returned from Hilton Head. Jeff has returned from learning a lot, teaching a lot, making a lot of videos, which, strangely enough and by coincidence, you can find right now at $5GolfClub.com. Yeah, what kind of stuff you got, man? You know what? I did some fun stuff. Um, I did a couple of them. One of them was on choosing the right tee shot. You know, when you're standing up on a tee and you're not sure what to do because there's choices out there, you know, you got you got trouble on one side, you got bunkers all over there, you got to figure out where the heck I got to hit it. The hole might be long and you might think driver and the hole might be short and you might not think driver. Talked a little bit about that. I talked about uh, certainly how to hit a higher, softer bunker shot uh, out of fluffy sand. I talked a little bit about, I did a whole video on uh, choosing the right, club to come into a green with so all right just added a few tell you what you want to be better shoot lower scores tomorrow join five dollar golf club today five the number five dollar golf club.com there are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.